0: Chapter 21 of Five Little Peppers Abroad. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. For all that grand old Rizzi summoned claimed them, it was some time before Mr. King's party left the little parlour. Herr Baruch surely didn't want to until he had gotten it settled just what he did mean about Polly's music. That she showed great promise, that some faults in the way she had been taught were there, that it was by no means too late to mend them, that she had spirit and expression and love for the art. Ah, that is it after all clasped his long fingers and beamed at her, and then swept the entire party. La Ah how one must La it If Nant shame shame his countenance darkened frightfully and he fairly glared at them as he unclasped his hands and swung one over his head while his black beard vibrated with each word goodness me exclaimed tom swelm it takes a musical man to sling around i say jasper i'd like to do a bit of boxing or cricketing with them but jasper didn't hear or see anything but herr baruch and polly and indeed the whole room was given up to the musical man and his words at last polly drew a long breath grandpapa was taking her hand let's all go out and explore a bit and off they went the entire party and the musical man as tom still continued to call him in private proved to be as expert in the use of his feet as his fingers he led them here there and everywhere that promised the least chance of a good view the polly saw only the glorious future when on the morrow herr baruch would really show her on the piano how best to study and to work and the rosy glow of sunset wasn't one-half as bright as all her dreams polly said Phronsie, pulling her hand gently as she peered up into her face are you looking at it What pet Oh, yes, said Polly, starting out of her reverie with a little laugh. You mean the sunset. Yes, said Phronsie. I do mean that. Are you looking at it, Polly? Because if you're not looking, I wish you would, Polly. Well, I suppose I am looking at it, Phronsie, said Polly with another little laugh, but perhaps not in just the right way. For you see, Phronsie, I can't seem to see anything but just a splendid thing that is coming tomorrow oh phronsie pepper just think of that i know said phronsie with a little gurgle of delight at polly's happiness and i am so glad polly of course you are declared polly warmly just as glad as can be phronsie and she threw her arm around her and now i'm going to look at the sunset in the right way i hope isn't it beautiful child polly declared phronsie suddenly wriggling away from polly's arm Stand Brown with a beaming face i think it's just as beautiful as it can be up top here i can see right in between that red cloud and that little pink teenty one and i wish i could just go in polly wouldn't it be nice echoed polly enthusiastically oh to go in between these clouds there and see it all said polly dear me exclaimed adela i shouldn't like it i'd much rather stay down here and sketch it we could go sailing off, oh, ever so far, said Polly, swinging her arms to suit the action to the words, and you'd be stuck to your rock here, Adela, while, Phronsie, you and I would sit on the edge of a cloud and let our feet hang over, and, oh, Adela, you could sketch us then as we went sailing by. How that would look! exclaimed Adela with such a face that Polly burst out into a merry laugh, and Phronsie, joining with her little crow of delight and clapping her hands at the idea of such fun, wrapped pretty much the whole party around them. What's up, cried Tom to Jasper on the way to the girls with some fear, for he didn't dare even yet to talk much to Polly. As for Adela, he let her severely alone. Don't know, said so Jasper, but we'll soon find out. And they did, by Phronsie's flying away from Polly and skipping down over the rocks to meet them. Oh Jasper, Polly is telling how we would sail on that beautiful cloud, announced Phronsie, her yellow hair flying from her face as she sped along, heedless of her steps. Take care you'll fall, warned Jasper. See your mother is looking worried. And truth to tell, Mrs. Fisher on a point of rocks a little way off with the others was getting a bit alarmed as she saw the progress of her baby i'll take care said phronsie sobering down at thought of namsie's being troubled and beginning to pick her way carefully and jasper gathered up her fingers in his making of the time when she toiled up and down the long stairway when she first came to what was now her home blessed thought and polly and he sat down at the foot to watch her and so, Polly and you are going to try sailing on that cloud there? said Jasper, squinting up at the brilliant sky. We aren't really going, Jasper, said Phronsie, shaking her head soberly, because you see we can't. But Polly's pretending it all, and we're to sit on the edge and swing our feet, and Adela is going to make a picture of us. Whew! whistled Jasper, and they say, Polly for now they have scrambled up to the two girls isn't there room for us on that cloud too while oh, tom kicked pebbles and wished he knew how to talk to the girls perhaps said polly gaily oh i suppose that those who couldn't get on our cloud could take the next one i'd rather have your cloud polly said jasper and grandpapa must come too cried Phronsie, in alarm at the very thought of his being left out i want him on our cloud polly yes and namsie and papa doctor finished polly ready for any nonsense she was just bubbling over so with joy at thought of the morrow and what it would bring well it is good the cloud is big squinting up at the radiant sky and tom you are coming on that cloud-boat jasper pulled him forward with a merry laugh giving him a clap on the back at the same time eh oh i can't no thank you stammered tom thus suddenly brought into notice excuse me just as if the invitation had been a bona fide one polly never smiled but adela giggled right out tom's face flushed and he rushed off furiously and determined never to chance it again whereby he'd be mortified before girls not he all the gay time was flown and the red and pink and purple clouds looked down upon a sorry uncomfortable little group jasper spoke first i must go after him and he dashed down the rocks oh dear me i couldn't help it said adela twisting uncomfortably it was so silly in him to take it all in earnest he didn't really think we meant it said polly her brown eyes very grave would jasper really persuade him to forget that laugh but he is shy and he said the first thing that came into his head boys haven't any right to be shy said adela fussing with her little sketching block and pencil they are so big and strong why did tom run away so fast asked phronsie only half comprehending never mind child said polly with a reassuring pat on her head "'And isn't Jasper coming back?' asked Phronsie in great distress. "'Yes, oh, I guess so,' said Polly. "Oh, well, there, the pretty glow is all faded. "'See, Phronsie, pointing up to the leaden clouds "'that no one who had failed to see a few months before "'could have imagined alive with colour. "'No, we ought to run over to others, "'for they'll be going back to the hotel.' It's all gone, said Phronsie sadly, looking up at the darkening sky. Polly, where has the pretty red and pink gone to? Oh, I don't know, said Polly, thinking only of Tom and what a hard time Jasper must be having with him. Take care, Phronsie. Don't look up now, you'll fall. There, take my hand. Now, come on. Oh, dear me, I didn't mean to laugh, Adela was saying to herself as she fell back in the zigzag path down the rocks. I wish I hadn't. Oh, oh, what she meant to do wasn't very clear in her mind. What she did do was to run up to her grandmother's and her room and toss her sketchbook on the table and herself on the bed for a good hearty cry. Polly found her there when they couldn't find her anywhere else, with much searching and running about little old mrs gray was worrying dreadfully so afraid she had been blown from the rocks for the wind had now risen and all the travelers were seeking the shelter and warmth of the hotel corridor and parlors oh adela how could you polly was going to say and then she thought that would be the very worst thing in all the world for adela's shoulders were shaking and it would only make her cry worse and besides polly remembered how she had sometimes given way in just this fashion and how much worse she would have been had it not been for a wise good mother so she ran out in the hall i must tell her grandmother she said to herself have you found her asked jasper looking up from the foot of the staircase yes said polly i have all right and jasper vanished and polly went slowly back wishing she could be downstairs with all the dear people instead of trying to comfort this dismal girl the next moment she was kneeling down by the side of the bed and trying to get hold of one of Adela's hands. But Adela bounced over to the farther side and she cried out angrily, It's all very well for you to say so because you didn't do it and everybody likes you. Oh dear me! <laughs> <laughs> but I've often done things just as bad, confessed Polly and Adela i've cried like this too but momsey oh adela she made me see it was wrong so i'd stop it you know how is it wrong asked adela rolling over and taking the handkerchief away from one eye enough to see polly pepper's face i can cry i guess if i want to without asking anybody oh no you can't said polly decidedly i mean no one can why not pray tell said adela sniffing very hard my eyes are my own and i shall cry too whenever i want to well i can't just tell you exactly why you can't cry when you want to said polly afraid she wasn't going to say the right word but monzie could if she were here i'll go and call her adela and polly sprang to her feet she'll come and know Oh, no, no, cried Adela in a mortal alarm. I don't want her. I mean, I'd rather have you. You're a girl, and a woman talking at me scares me. Then you mustn't cry if I stay, said Polly, stopping short and seeing her advantage. For I surely shall go, Adela, she added firmly, unless you stop crying. Oh, dear me, Adela squirmed all over the bed. I can't stop. I've always cried as much as I wanted to oh dear me <laughs> i mean oh stop don't go sopping up her wet face with a nervous hand see polly for polly had slipped out of the room a dove flew off from the bed polly 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 she called in a piteous little tone polly halfway down the stairs looked back oh you are up she said with a smile now that's fine come and she held out her hand mercy me and oh my cried adela i can't go looking like this while i'm a perfect sight i know polly pepper my nose feels all bunged out of shape and as big never mind said polly as reassuringly just dash some water over it and it'll be all right i'll wait here for you so Polly stood on her stair while Adela, bemoaning all the way that she didn't look fit to be seen, and that she was a perfect sight and she couldn't go down among them all, stumbled back into her room, and pretty soon Polly heard a big splash. Oh, dear me! Oh, what shall I do? What is the matter? cried Polly, deserting her stair to run in and up to the washstand. Just see what I've done, exclaimed Adela, holding out one arm. It was dripping wet, and the water was running off in a stream and down to meet a small puddle where the splash had struck on the floor. The pitcher slipped! Oh, dear me! Ugh! cried Adela, wriggling all over. Stand still, said Polly. Do, Adela, till I wipe your sleeve dry. And she got the towel and began to soften to pat Adela's arm. It never will feel dry. It's perfectly awful! Ugh, Polly Pepper! declared Adela. Twisting away from Polly's fingers, it's just like a wet snake. Ugh! Oh, dear me, and it gives me the creeps. You'll have to put on another waist, I do think, said Polly, hanging up the towel and gasped to find herself growing angry at all this delay, and with half a mind to run and leave Adela to herself. Oh, dear me, and there's this water running all over the floor, cried Adela, stepping gingerly over the pole and trying to pick off the wet sleeve from her arm at the same time i'll fix it to polly as cheerily as she could while you get your waist on and she sopped the water up there that's done she announced with satisfaction now do hurry adela i can't get out of this old horrid wet sleeve said adela very red in the face and pulling and twitching on it take care you'll tear it warned polly i don't care if i do said adela peevishly Oh dear me! Somebody's coming! With that, she flew into the closet and bolted to the door. Why, Polly! Exclaimed Mother Fisher in surprise. What is the matter? We are all waiting to go into dinner. Oh, I am so sorry," began Polly, feeling as if nothing would be so delightful as to have a good cry in Mamsie's arms and tell all the story. Well, you must come right away," said Mrs. Fisher. Why, where is Adela? Looking around the room i'm here said adela from the closet come out here adela said mrs fisher so adela came out the wet sleeve still on her arms but she had gotten out of the rest of the waist that's too bad said mrs fisher and then in a minute adela's wet arm was free and nicely dried and a clean waist being found it was soon on and then mother fisher took up the hairbrush we must have this all nice and smooth she said and adela stood still liking it all very much and her hair was brushed much as if she had been phronsie and then mother fisher released her with a smile there now you are ready she said she didn't scold a bit said adela going after her with Polly down the stairs and forgetting her red eyes and swollen nose our mother never scolds declared polly with her head very high never in all this world adela gray and at dinner tom selwyn looked across the table and when he caught sight of adela's face and saw that someone else could feel as badly as he could and he guessed the reason he made up his mind what he was going to do next and as soon as the meal was over without giving himself time to think he marched up to adela saying i didn't mind much because you laughed don't you know and he held out his hand i've been crying ever since said adela and i didn't mean to laugh i know it said tom to the first part of her sentence, and looking at her nose well never mind now so it's quits and shake hands i don't know what quits is said adela putting out her hand oh it's when things are evened up somehow said tom not exactly that but it'll do well enough by way of explaining and i'm never going to laugh again at anybody said adela lifting her red eyes oh come on don't you want a game of draughts? said so tom awkwardly draught repeated adela very much puzzled i don't know it why what a whopper tom was going to say but changed it to why i saw you playing it last night with polly pepper why no you didn't said adela not very politely that was checkers that's the same thing said tom triumphantly to only you americans call it that funny name well i think it's a great deal nicer name than drops said adela that's silly well checkers that's senseless retorted tom and besides you americans always say nice at everything then he looked at her red eyes and poor little nose and added kindly well oh, never mind call it checkers in i don't care let's have a game and he rushed for the board mrs selwyn looked from her corner where she had taken a book and smiled to see him playing a game with a the girl then she nodded over to jasper and he smiled back and adela never once thought how she looked and she beat tom twice and that quite set her up and then for the next three games he routed her men completely off the board and strange to say she kept her temper and even smiled at the disaster that's a good game old mr king came up as the last one was going on tom my boy you play a fine one and she fights well said tom generously she beat me twice you don't say so exclaimed mr king oh that's doing pretty well adela to get ahead of the English lad, but you don't stand much of a chance this time. Tom's got the game, sure. And so it proved in less time than it takes to ride it. And then everybody said good night to everybody else, for the alpine horn would sound at the earliest dawn to waken the sleepers to see the sunrise. Bumsy, cried Polly, raising her head suddenly she cuddled into bed, supposing we shouldn't hear that horn. Just supposing it oh can't i stay awake do let me momsy your grandfather has made arrangements for us all to be called said mrs fisher so we won't have to depend on the horn and now you must go to sleep just as fast as ever you can then you'll be as bright as a button in the morning polly momsy said polly i don't think grandpapa has kept from doing anything he could to make us happy do you momsy not a single thing no said mother fisher I don't, Polly. End of chapter. This chapter was read by Ryan Satterfield. W Com.